everyone and welcome back. Um, we have the same setup, so Sean is on the phone. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, and so I guess we're just going to continue a little bit of where we left off, which I don't know, but I'm pretty sure as usual we go off on different directions. So what's the latest with you? Um, I've been kind of off work, so I helped my girlfriend finish up her, uh, work season. And now I've been off for, like, probably, like, a week and a half. Probably knocking on, like, a week and a half-ish. Um, and, like, I'm, I'm just starting to go a little bit stir-crazy. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) So, the good thing is, is, uh, a couple days ago I got all signed up for school. I got a textbook in the mail. My classes started in, like, two weeks. So that's super exciting. Um, I've also been kind of skimming through my e-textbook that I was able to download and kind of just getting a little head start on some of that stuff. Um, so that's really exciting to kind of have that finally uh, moving forward. And um, I'm excited for classes to start because it gives me I, – I do really well with like a, a goal-oriented purpose every day. Um, and if I'm waking up with like nothing to do, I can get a little lazy and a little in my head. So – it's, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, the last week and a half, I've been running like 5 to 10K a day with the dogs just to get out and get busy and active because I'm used to walking 20 kilometers a day uh, for my old job. So the inactivity over the last week has been hitting me a little hard. So definitely started running again. That's really good. Um, anything going on with you? Um. Well... Same old, same old. Busy with uh, getting my. I'm getting a lot more clients now, and I guess it, as we were talking a little bit earlier before we jumped on, um, I think it's a lot. To, to, it's paralleled with this daylight savings time, and um, that it's like only six fifty six, and it's pitch black outside. So I think it's affecting a lot of people including myself like I find it if I don't I find that I at four o'clock I I don't really know my bearings because it's starting to get dark yeah no I I've had the exact same thing I mean uh, my girlfriend and I were on the couch the other day and we both looked at each other and we're like are you ready for bed and we we're like yep and then we checked the time it was like quarter after seven <laughs> <laughs> she's like okay, oh, okay. old people but like it, it just messes with you, right? You're like, it's been dark at that point for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours or whatever. So your brain's telling you, oh, it's time to go to sleep. But yeah, I've been, I get hit hard with it every year. I start to get um, a little bit of like seasonal uh, depression. And, you know, I for me, being active and, and feeling like I've accomplished stuff throughout the day really helps. Um, is there any other little tricks that you have up your sleeve to help people that are going through this right now well i always tell people and i've been taking it for years i know they they're recently speaking about especially through covid but i have to take vitamin d supplements i have to and i've been taking them for years um so you know i suggest people uh double up on vitamin d i do find it helps um, a little bit more I and I I've had again because I do suffer from it um, I have one of those day lamps so that 
is on in my room like when sun as soon as it gets dark I put that on because it's like it simulates sort of like the daylight yeah yeah I got you and I find it it does help a little bit um and, I know and as you said like I'm I actively I have to like you know like you could get away with kind of missing a little bit of um exercise but I same I, I've jumped back on my peloton and I'm doing that daily just because I, I'm so afraid of falling into that trap yeah it's it's a big one for me like it's it's one that kind of grabs me every year so um just actively being aware of it I know vitamin d um my girlfriend swears by it we, we take it every day um even even without this time of year yeah it's me just a, too. it's yeah, just me a, too. it's she, she calls them her happy pills yeah so it's so true yeah she and she she actively notices if she misses a day so that's a really good healthy alternative just to kind of keep the vitamins up and keep yourself going and and for me uh, it's just staying busy and, and feeling accomplished and not allowing myself to kind of fall into that kind of lethargic low energy kind of state where nothing is getting accomplished because that's the beginning of a spiral for me so to be able to acknowledge that and, and know the kind of warning signs for it kind of helps me navigate it a little bit better but what you're gonna find too like and, and it this also saves me and i've been saved obviously for a long time every year is um when you're doing your your school work and you're you know you're distracted by that so it doesn't bother you as much because you kind of appreciate that quiet time um to get it done right like you're not distracted by oh it's such a nice day like I find it very hard to do schoolwork in the summer or anytime it's nice out because I just want to be outside but yeah yeah it, this helps yeah. this helps you hunker down and like get it done because what else are you going to be doing yeah, and like I'm, I'm excited to get back into the workforce. Like I've I've had enough of a. I, I mean, I'm not really somebody that takes vacation. So like I I went, I think seven seven years in between vacations at one point in time while working. Um, so I went like seven years, and then like I went like three or four years. Like I don't really take vacations very often. Um, so for me to actually step away from work and decided to make a career change at, you know, I'm almost 30 years old and then actively decide to take some time off just to kind of decompress from the situation and, and, and actively be like, no, you know what, let's take some time off. Let's sleep in. Let's get eight, nine hours of sleep every day. Let's, you know, a lot of stuff that I honestly haven't done in a decade plus easily. I mean, I'm used to running off of like five and a half, six hours of sleep. So, which is horrible. Yeah, not not the best. I'm also used to driving three to four hours a day on top of an eight-hour workday. So I'm used to a very fast-paced kind of active day, and I'm used to going to bed obliterated, completely exhausted. And one thing, one of the reasons I started running, not just because I was feeling myself slip into a little bit of a funk, but it was because I, w- I was having trouble sleeping. So... I just wasn't, I guess I wasn't burning the same amount of calories, obviously. I wasn't nearly as active. I was getting more sleep. I was waking up a little bit later. Um, So, like, my clock just started kind of shifting. I was used to going to bed at 10 o'clock, and, like, 
next thing you know, I'm like not falling asleep till 11. I'm not falling asleep until, you know, midnight. And I'm getting up at 7 30, 8 o'clock every day, feeling incredibly well rested. But it, it was just, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is different. I'm used to literally hitting the pillow and being unconscious. Um, so again, one of the reasons why I started running again, because I'm like, I need to start burning some energy here. Well, that's great. Well, I think it's it's good too because you you were doing that kind of like um, daily, I don't know, six seven months ago, and so it's kind of timely because it was sort of around this well, like another month or so, but it was around this time that you started it. Yeah, I started. I think last year I started running like end of December ish. Yeah. So like very close to this time of year, and I did that for like two months or so. I think. Yeah, about two months. Uh, and I felt great, and then I just kind of fell out of it. But, um, yeah, I, I go through waves uh, <laughs> with my exercise. Um, but I think now that I'm I'm going to be doing potentially a significantly less physical job, I think exercise is going to become a very important element in my life. Um, I just do better um, mentally after, you know, a workout or after a really hard physical day at work like I enjoy that like it feels that exertion just kind of it's good for me and I know that so you know if I'm not necessarily gonna be able to get it at work um I'm definitely gonna be working out a lot more um in my personal life which is probably a pretty good thing so okay so I you know I forgot that that I did have something that um you know, we were talking about like tools and resources and, you know, um, when you, you had said before we hopped on to that, you sort of had a huge anxiety attack recently. Or yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, today, actually, I've been very anxious all day today. And do, do you know where it's coming from or it's just, it just came on or like, do you know what um, triggered it? Yeah, I, honestly, I think for, for me, I think it was um, a little bit of financial stress. Um, I'm quite hard on myself about finances. Um, a little bit of work stress, um, starting something completely new. Um, but also, I think it was from a lack of progression forward. I think I just stayed stationary a little bit too long, um, which is it's a hard thing to say because I need to learn how to step back. I need to learn how to be able to be quiet in one place without um, kind of being too hard on myself. But at the same time, I think just with some of the added stresses and me just having a little bit too much time, free time to kind of be in my own head, so to speak, I kind of started getting myself worked up on stuff that was not necessarily worthy of being worked up on. Um, So I got out of the house, I took the dogs for a run, um, and that, and then I got, I came home and I had a super hot shower, just like burnt it all away. And that really kind of helped reset everything for me and put everything back into perspective. Um, and I'm hoping moving forward with school and stuff like that, just being a little bit more busy, just being a little bit more accomplished throughout the day, um, will help me not be so negative and hard on myself. I found this, um, this is a resource that I, I use and um, talks about, you know, how like your left brain and right brain, they, they function, they have two distinct 
uh, functions. And so what we were, what you're sort of kind of um, speaking about just now, it was like the fact that our left brain has automatic negative thoughts and our brain is hardwired for patterns. So, so being aware that your maybe your brain is overusing one or more of these and i'm going to list some and then you could you could interject if if you if this sounds familiar so the first one is called my, they say mind reading so you assume that you know what people think and it's always negative so like he's he thinks i'm not able to do it so your 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 left brain is tell, like always trying to mind read right i've i've definitely <laughs> definitely had that in the past it's not something that's incredibly um persistent but i have 100 percent experienced that number two is fortune telling so you predict the future negatively like i'm i'm doomed it's not going to turn out well yeah that's that's something that we've talked about yeah. in the past and definitely something <laughs> that, that that i do i'm a very much like worst case scenario thinker and it leaves me in this perpetual state of negativity and you know we've discussed many times that the, those situations very very rarely if ever come into fruition so and, yes and then the third one is catastrophic oh my god catastrophizing oh my god why can't i pronounce that word so you assume the worst like i'm gonna die like you you know so it's a catastrophe yeah. everything's like the worst case scenario right yep yeah, so that kind of plays in a little bit with the last. <laughs> so definitely, definitely my left brain can uh, definitely take the wheel sometimes. <laughs> Catastrophizing. Oh, my God. I had to sound that out like I was in grade three. That's right. Sometimes when you just get stuck on it, you just get stuck on it. <laughs> you, just, you just can't. I know. Uh, Where I know am I that, supposed to emphasize? I, I know somebody that Which? for the life of them could not say auxiliary. <laughs> Like auxiliary was the kryptonite, and then it got to the point where they messed it up so many times that like I couldn't say it anymore because I'm like I don't even remember how this is actually supposed to sound. Well, even methodolog. Oh my god, I can't even say it. Methodological. Like that's another one that I'm always like, oh my god, why do I have to sound it out? Like I'm, you know. I- <laughs> no, I get you. I feel you. I've been there. Uh, number four is they said negative labeling or filtering so you perceive only the negative in yourself and others don't no one likes me or i'm a bad person and i see this a lot so if if you're aware of these like these are automatic left brain negative thoughts or you discount positives right so like if something was positive you dismiss it so you oh that was nothing you know Yes, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And then it says overgeneralizing. So after a setback, you perceive that never will you do well. It's a form of giving up on yourself. So like, I'll never be able to do it. Yes. And I think you did that when like you were just debating on leaving. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I still am battling with that on a regular basis. I mean, I'm battling arguably with, with the collective on all those, like, and even um, this, like the all or nothing think, thinking. So after a setback, you perceive that nothing will work out for you. Oh yeah, and I, and my girlfriend will be the first one to tell you that. Like my line of thought and how I go about a lot of things is all or nothing. I'm like I'm a hundred percent in, or like I just couldn't care less. Um. So, 
the interesting part is that like I'm still dealing with a lot of those. Obviously, I'm just a lot better at just being able to step back and be like, okay, like you're being overly negative about a situation. You're being, you know, overly critical on yourself. Like, step back, have a conversation, and like be able to process it a little bit better. Um, I'm assuming this is all textbook CBT. Yeah, but but it's automatic negative. Like so, like your left brain is wired to do this. So that's why you should be aware of if, if your brain is overusing it. Because I guess your left brain, because the right brain, the right side is creative, right? And the left okay. brain, I think, is reasoning. So, like, we, and again, it, I think it all goes back to, again, you know, we always say, it goes back to, like, your childhood between your formative years of 4 and 11, what trauma you you went through, how you know? And what's yep. playing out now in how you were raised. And we both know, like, as we say, we're not blaming our parents, but you have to be aware of, you know, of the things that you were conditioned and things that you were were told and things that are probably in your brain, that in your subconscious that you're not aware of, but it comes out in how you perceive the world. So, like, all of these things, so, like, uh, that says um, should like that says shoulds you negate yourself so like I should have done better right and then personalizing so after a setback you negate yourself I'm a failure blaming you perceive the other person as a source of your negative feelings so you deny complete responsibility and you you were very um intuitive when you said that you were blaming sort of your your dad for how you were feeling at work and then realizing no this is this is all to do with me and how I'm feeling oh yeah like I was I was not impressed with my dad at all and then I realized that like no I was just being like it was me like I was the one being toxic and negative because I was just so unhappy there this is another one like there's two that I want to want to speak about but like the comparison so you you always perceive others as much better off than you are and so it reinforces inferiority and this is a big one because I, I hear it a lot, this past regret. So you dwell on the past in a negative light, like you're stuck in the past. And again, the what if. And so like you perceive and dwell on the present in a negative light. What if I can't, like, and you kind of caught yourself with, what's your anxiety? My finances. But, you know, what, that's sort of like a negative automatic negative thought oh yeah I'm, I'm not gonna lie like you're you're reading out those lists and over the last week or two i mean are arguably over my adult life i can check mark every single thing you just read off but i think a lot of people can and the last one is emotional reasoning so you your negative feelings determine your perception and it's a form of tunnel vision so like you know like once you're in that negative i t- remember we were talking about that earlier too um you know once you're negative everything is it's this sucks that sucks you know nothing is good oh yeah i I lived in that state for a very long time a lot once you're a lot of people do yeah once you're into that negative like and i mean like 100 percent negative state of mind it's very 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 difficult to see positivity anywhere like everything you do is is just a struggle well now the new thing too and, and and i think people have to be aware so like yeah that's these are automatic negative thoughts but remember 
you're projecting them in other ways like just because you might you might not relate um specifically with any of these or maybe you, you relate or you're like you and you're self-aware and you're like I, oh I I can tick off every single one of those and yes I've done those but some people you know admitting is the first step but they don't understand sometimes you're projecting that with your social media like you're doing all of this stuff with like the inferiority so it's that comparison right like oh if I show you this is what I'm doing in my life look how great look how great I am look how great I'm doing right but you're really it's because you're comparing you're trying yeah. what are you comparing yourself to you know compared to what and I just find um, a lot of people are looking for validation externally and not internally I would agree with that 100% and, you know, a lot of this, we can go back to, you know, some fundamental things that happened to you um, when, you know, in your childhood from the ages, you know, in your entire childhood, let's say four to 11. And, you know, this is not like, I'm the first one to say, like, I do not take a victim stance Me on neither. that. I don't take, yeah. like, and, and I don't want anybody to kind of think that way. Like, you're not a victim. Like, I look at it as like, my parents 100% loved me the best way they knew how yeah. period and you can't you can't ask for any more than that they gave me everything they possibly could and you know this goes back to I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast but you know at one point my or in time my dad told me like your entire generation's in therapy like what the hell and I and I told him like man because, we're just we're just because you didn't go <laughs> yeah like you know people are people in therapy are in therapy because somebody in their life didn't go to therapy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're just trying to actively correct or learn so that we don't have to pass down the same, you know, insecurities or issues or traumas that were passed down to us subconsciously. So that that's all it really is, well, right? And to, find, to get to know yourself and to, and to grow as a human being. And especially, like, part of being, part of evolving, as you just said, grow is the operative word, but part of all of that is sometimes unlearning what you were, were taught, that it's no longer serving you, and you know that, you know, you know this, this doesn't sit right, this doesn't feel right. And again, you're, it's, not a, it's not a point uh, pointing your finger situation. You're not saying, oh, it's because of you. You're, you're not blaming others, as that was on the list, too. You're acknowledging that, hey, you know what, this, you know, this doesn't sit right with me and I want to, to make sure that I don't, like that, they, you know, they talk um, about generational curses, but that's part of it. If, if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting, right? Oh, it, exactly. It's, you know, you need to be able to be accountable for yourself and understand that if something is not helping you progress in the way you want to progress you know it, it's time to do something about it and you know when you're, you're talking about the left side of the brain and the the negative thoughts that you know are just already kind of programmed in because like yeah I mean, social conditioning like that didn't just come from you know we're a clean slate obviously when we enter this this world so that negative uh thought pattern had to be developed from something oh absolutely so like you know everybody always 
you know, I've had this conversation with a couple of people and it's, it's pretty relevant, but you know, they always say like kids are fearless. Right. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, that's because as you get older, you learn fear. Right. So if you, if you take a, a three-year-old, they're going to be relatively fearless because they haven't really experienced consequences yet to a certain degree. So once you start, you know, if they, if they run full tilt, they fall and they trip, you know, now they, they go, oh, that hurts. You know, now they might be a little bit scared of an injury or whatever it may be. But like fear is something that is taught and learned. So it's a really scary idea because that, that goes along with every other emotion as well. Like everybody's kind of a blank slate at the beginning. And, you know, you could have done exceptionally well or studied your butt off on a science test, came home, showed your parents, and they might have been less than thrilled. And that could have been absolutely devastating to you. They didn't mean to offend you. They didn't mean to make you feel inferior in any way. But on subconscious level, this is something that could be bothering you years down the road. Well, because, and it could yeah. just be the, the cornerstone of, you know, the building blocks of something that's much, much larger. Um, so I think of the big thing is just, just being able to be accountable for, like, your own self and understanding that, hey, I don't like where I'm heading. I'm going to actively work on some of this stuff. And, you know, rewire is how I like to refer to it. Like, I like to the idea of rewiring my brain to find positive pathways through life instead of negative pathways. And once you're able to start doing that, life really starts to open up on you and it becomes significantly less difficult. You start to realize that, you know, your own insecurities, your fears, your, you know, negative attachments mentally are what are really holding you back in life yeah like this is all your like it's not real it's all your thoughts right like if you can you know we we say that like you're all of those things are just thoughts they're not there's no proof or evidence of any of that stuff it's just it's just made up in your head and you're believing it that's all. Well, well, that's that's the thing, right? It's like if it's your perception of yourself, then you're going to manifest that into reality. So, like, if you think that you're a horrible person, like, eventually you're probably going to become a horrible person. Well, so, then, yeah, and it's the flip side because, like, you know, the same way that you just said, oh, if you did, if you were on a, you, you studied, studied so hard for a science test and you came home and your parents weren't thrilled, the other, uh, the other the flip side of that is like the development of narcissism when you know your parents no matter what you do they put you on a pedestal right oh absolutely so then remember there's two sides of the of a coin that you can develop either an insecurity or an attachment or you know your trauma like you you suffered some trauma and so it's going to play out in your relationships when you get older and the same goes for the other side when you could do no wrong and you know your parents no matter what you oh you're the best you know yeah there's another dangerous side to that so it's sort of like finding again that medium and it's not an easy as a parent you know identifying all of that that stuff so like i and i understand so much more than i did obviously um we'll even say 15 20 years ago but it's like knowing that balance even for my son and like being able to be like okay 
I don't want to be like, you're the best, like you're the greatest. But I don't also want to like traumatize them, right? <laughs> and that's and, and this comes back full circle to, you know, as a parent, you do the best that you can do. And, you know, nobody's perfect. No, everybody that enters adulthood is going to have some level of personal growth journey that they're either going to decide to take or ignore. That's their own choice. That's it. Well, I I used to, yeah, I used to say that to him, like, because, like, again, as you know, like, Jalen is just, he's just a natural brain. Like, he's that that's just I can just tell right like that's not something he doesn't really have he never really like of course in university yes but like he didn't really really have to try too hard yes yeah and so when he would bring home and like as you said like uh like say let's say he would bring home an 80 in 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 a subject I wouldn't say oh my god where's the 20 percent like my parents would I said, is that the best you can do? Because if it's the best you can do, I'm happy with your mark. And he would say sometimes, no, it's not. And I said, yeah. well, then you answered your own question, you know? Yep. No, I agree. Completely. So I just turn it around. Like, I don't want to say what's good or bad. Like, I'm not going to be the scale. He can be his own scale. Well, I think there, there's a lot to say, like, when you're able to hold, when, when you're able to hold yourself accountable, that that's a skill that can really move you forward in a lot of areas in life, right? So may it be, you know, for example, if you're overweight and you yourself want to get healthier, you have to hold yourself accountable to dietary restrictions or working out or whatever that may be. If you never learn that skill, that's gonna be very difficult for you. Um, if you're, you know, you might be in Jalen's situation, you know, a natural academic person who is, he's already gifted enough that most schooling for him was probably on the easier side, becomes boring. He's not going to hold himself accountable to well, having to study why, because he knows that he could just wing it and probably do better than most. That's why I, I, had, I had to put him in French immersion to challenge him because he was becoming bored in school and they wanted to put him in a gifted program i'm like no that's not necessary you know you know yeah but the the french immersion thing's really interesting because you're you don't speak french right so he's bilingual on his own i mean but that's a (laughs) that's a great life skill i mean that could that's only going to serve him throughout his life right like that's that's really cool yeah but and he doesn't even like again he's very like and maybe I'm the same way so maybe he gets it from me like I don't he doesn't think that that's so great like even being on the dean's list he doesn't think that's so great <laughs> like he's just doesn't he doesn't think that that's like a great thing yeah I guess he's just I mean he's he's looking at um a large goal and you know the small ones in between you know he's just like yeah I'll be happy when I get to where I want to be. Yeah, that. But that's good and bad. So it's good because yeah, you're you're like very goal directed, but you should celebrate the little things in between. I I agree. I mean, celebrating the little things is really, it's it's really good. Like 
I personally made the mistake of like a massive goal that would take years to accomplish and I got like 90% of the way there and then yeah, stuff and then didn't work like, out. Oh my God. And then I got devastated. I want to be, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I was devastated. <laughs> and then, but like, I didn't celebrate anything in between because, like, to me, I was so tunnel visioned on that goal. Well, an- another thing that I taught him um, was this life skill that I don't know. I, well, I'm not. I'm not going to generalize because it's not that I have a parent group going in, so I know. But when he wanted something, so let's just say, you know, when the Game Boy came out and yep. he wanted the this or the Nintendo DS, or whatever was the latest, I used to say, okay, go get me three quotes. Because you can't just Ah. ask for something and then not get the best deal. Yeah, yeah, no, I gotcha. And and then to this day, like, it's it's a learned thing. So he'll be like, okay, I I looked at these three things and I think I'm going to get it here because it's the the, the cheapest, you know, or the best deal. Yeah, no, it's good. And I, I think, because you have to make these kids work for what, like, if you want it, you will do that. It, you will go do the research. I said, do the research. You have to teach, you know, do the research. You have to sell me. You can't just come and say, oh, I just want this. Yeah, well, me too. I want that too. But it's not, that's not how it works. Yeah, what's the, um, give your kids enough to do something, but not enough to do nothing? Yeah, and then I would always make him put part of his money. Like, okay, I'll pay for three quarters of it, but you're paying for a quarter of it. So that, oh, you, I remember, so I that remember you have value, younger. right? Yeah, well, well, that's that's a huge principle because my parents were very, I mean, blue-collar family. They were very much, you know, you need to understand the value of a dollar. Exactly. You need to understand how far that gets you in life. Um, and, you know, I started working – a part-time job when I was like 12 or 13 I was stocking shelves at a grocery store because like I wanted my own stuff yeah I wanted you know I, I didn't want to have to go to my parents and be like hey you know I, I was looking at this new skateboard and I really want it uh do you think you could buy it I was like no I'm gonna go get this myself well I wasn't so, allowed to work during school I was yep. literally banned from working because my dad was like, really? yeah, because he's like, I know that trick. So yeah, yeah, you're not going to come to me. I failed because I was working. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I just did it. Yeah, I did it because I wanted I wanted some financial freedom into my, you know, teenage years. Um, but I remember even before that, um, my dad would be, you know, we my younger brother and I skateboarded and we used to, you know, buy $100 skateboarding shoes. And my dad was, like, going mental. Because he's like, you take these $100 shoes. And he's like, and you just grind them. Like, you just slide them up against sandpaper all day. <laughs> and you wreck them. And he's like, I'm not buying you anymore. I can't do it. And my brother and I were like, no, no, we need them. We need them. We need them. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you get 60 bucks for shoes. He's like, if you want those shoes, he's like, you can come up with the rest. And then that became the deal for... You know, it, it didn't matter. We go through two or three pairs of shoes a, a year, a summer, whatever. He never really complained too much about it. But like sixty bucks, he's like, "I'm only putting sixty bucks towards it. You guys have to come up with the rest." He's like, "So do you really need new shoes, or do you just want the new shoes?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a lot of stuff like that. It's all the value, and so we're, and in case like we are kind of keep, keeping on topic because we're talking about to you know once you've learnt 
some some valuable lessons you can still implement those lessons that you think you know what that that may mean to the person that I, I that's a valuable lesson that I can pass on to, to yeah my I mean, kid but then there's something that I'm like yeah that one yeah no that's kind of sketchy I'm not doing that one no I agree and I mean like don't get me wrong I have a I appreciate the way I was raised me too I really do but on the flip side of it I can see why I stress about money to the extent that I do. I can see why I had a, such a problem speaking my mind because I was raised um, where you know children are seen and not heard. You respect your elders. You don't talk back, and and talking back was it was considered rude. It does, and it doesn't even matter what it was. Like you could be defending yourself, and it's it's like. Are you talking, like, you know, who are you talking to? You know what I mean? Like, so yep, yep. to unlearn that as an adult to be like, well, I have to speak my mind. And if something's not right, I have to speak up so much so that I, you know, when we were talking about t- putting yourself out of your comfort zone, when I, be- when I started doing training and speaking in front of like a class or, you know, your, your, co- your, your peers or your, like that was very very difficult for me and people don't understand that i'm i'm actually shy nobody believes me like yeah you're you're incredibly charismatic and out yeah but like nobody (laughs) believes that i'm shy right but i really am i like i really like i really am i'm i'm very i'm in a very similar situation to that too because i'm quite shy around people that i don't know exactly and it takes me a little while to be able to open up that's right that's me like if I know you oh my gosh well then that's like you know that's okay but like at the beginning and imagine training strangers like you have what a class of maybe 30 40 little judges that are judging you <laughs> like that's, yeah, like, that's difficult yeah that's not easy but you know you're not going to you know we, we talk about it all the time nothing grows in your comfort zone so if you're not going to put yourself out there, I don't want to have any regrets. So I want to, like, if I will, I will try. I will try. And it's not going to be good the first maybe two, three, ten, twenty times. I don't know. Like, you know. But eventually, you'll get there. And then eventually, it's, it becomes like nothing. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm in a similar situation, like, so I looked up to my dad um, my entire life. I got into the same line of work as him, worked for the same company as him. He was my direct um, superior, supervisor. And he's very well known in what he does um, around Ontario. He's very well known and he's quite good at his job. So for me, the pressure of being you know, his shadow and not wanting to let down his legacy made me rise to the occasion and really, really succeed and take my job seriously. But the issue was, was I spent a very long time looking for his approval. And I didn't realize that until I was much older in life and realized that like, oh, wait, like, you know, did you work that hard because you wanted him to say good job? Did you, you know, I, I still, for a long time, I ran a lot of my financial decisions past him, looking, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Should I do this? Should I do this? Looking for that approval or looking for the acceptance. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that, you know, 
I'm my own person and I, I get to make my decisions the way I want to make them and you know he'll love me regardless of what that is well so, like it, it I, I I sort of like had the same things but on opposite spectrums so my mom was a registered nurse and she I was raised where she would always be like you're not getting into nursing do not get into nursing like she was even though yep. she loved nursing she didn't when well when she until she got into occupational health she didn't like the hours she thought it was very a tough job you know and she didn't want yep, that definitely. for me and so um and then my dad on the other spectrum he was like a manager of the airport so like he loved his job so i kind of got like okay i think that the formula is to pick something that you really enjoy that it it's not work but then what what does that look like you know what what does that look like and for a lot of people like it, it took me a long road to even same as you bite the bullet like i was counseling part time for years right like when when we met i was part time doing it and it's just to take the take well i'm actually good at this and i you know i want to do this full time and yeah it's it's not it's scary it's scary but you know you have to believe in yourself because you're responsible for you and you can't have somebody like well it's nice if you do but majority of the time it you have to be your own cheerleader and go hey you know i have to motivate myself to 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 do this and it's going to work because i'm good at this and even again same thing as like you're getting into mortgage uh being a mortgage broker yeah at the beginning you're not going to be that great at it but that's okay because eventually you will be yeah and that's something that you know i'm I don't want to say stressed about because it's something that I'm 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 getting more and more comfortable with the idea, um, and you know this probably comes from being on the top of my game for a very long time in my past career and and, and being good at what I did, um, and you know there's there's a part about me that you know doesn't want to fail or whatever, and I'm I'm working through that and understanding that like you just got to learn. So now but it's, it's not, remember, nothing is a failure. If you learn something, well, that's, that's it's the thing. not it's, a failure. Exactly. So like my, my state of mind around it is really starting to, to shift. And once that starts shifting to a more positive side, you know, a lot of that fear and kind of uncertainty just kind of disappears. Cause you're just like, Hey man, like you figure it out. And like, if you hate it, you just go do something else. Yeah. Like it's not it's not the end of the world, like you know what I mean? So um, right now I'm just you know, I had a conversation with a very successful mortgage broker in Barrie um, a couple weeks ago and she told me to give her a phone call whenever I was done school and I was qualified and she would help me out and I'm just gonna hopefully get her to help me find um a mentor and I want it's it's weird to say like I don't just want any I want somebody who's good like I want a mentor somebody that's going to help teach me well, that's the best way and I can you know what I mean and yeah. that's that's the environment that I thrive in so I'm excited for that part for sure and it's going to be it's just going to be really fun to 
to start learning again for the first time in a long time. So, yeah, I, I think I'm excited. I'm looking forward to what the future may bring. Okay, we're going to end there because that's a great positive note. <laughs> Like Sean it. said he's excited for what the future will bring. I know. It's been a long time coming, guys. It's been a long time coming. We have a breakthrough, and you heard it live. All right. Hang on the phone, Sean. I, would just, I, I just remembered something that I wanted to share with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.